She developed a nickname, which is what people know her by. Uh, One day I was taking her for a walk, and a little boy saw her peeing and screamed to his dad, that dog's lady flaps drag on the ground when she pees. (laughs) And she just became lady Lady flaps Flaps. thereafter. Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. I'm Richie Redding, and uh, we have a guest that I am very excited about. I don't think I've been such a fan of anybody on the podcast. That's all I have to say. That's a statement. I know. Sorry, guys. To anybody else, they don't listen. If they were on the podcast, they're probably not listening. But anyway. Yeah, let's stop beating around the bush. Guys, if you are tired of sleeping well at night and being in the woods and not being weirded out, you have to check out one of our favorite podcasts called True Crime Bullshit with our guest, Josh Hallmark. Hi, I'm here to uh, destroy your sense of security and outdoor hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) For sure. On long long car rides. That could actually be your new LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) So let's, in your own words, would you just describe what your podcast is and why it has blown up the way that it has? Yeah. I mean, I can only guess why it's blown up, but it is a serialized investigative true crime podcast. The first two seasons were on enigmatic serial killer Israel Keys. Uh, so the mm-hmm. first season was kind of telling his story, who he is, um, what he's known for. And then the second season was breaking down a lot of the mythology uh, that the media has created around him and then also investigating his unknown victims. And now I'm on the third season, which is a bit of a departure because Keys was really moody tonally, and now Kelly Cochran is uh, like like the Tiger King of true crime podcasts. She's just cuckoo bananas. Yeah, she's bad shit. Yeah, she's a female serial killer who is also a pathological liar and a narcissist, psychopath, and maybe a cannibal. Uh, so it's been a very interesting transition from Keys to this circus show. Never trust anybody that's not a farmer and owns pigs. Correct. (laughs) That's that's the takeaway. They are feeding people to those pigs. Report them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So we just, uh, we totally appreciate the the podcast. We can't get enough of it. And uh, I actually don't know how you got this to happen. So you reached out. Tell me the story. uh, The the internet talked back to me. Amazing. Um, I looked up Josh's Instagram, I hit him up, and here we are. Well, also, I, I might have even had my creepy mustache at the time, uh, <laughs> which, as an aside, Josh, only you can see it, but uh, you see this this mural behind us of Lisa's niece and nephew. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was doing Zoom comedy shows, and I had the worst mustache in North America. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a few in South America that were probably worse, but mm-hmm. real, real bad. And it was always like this unsettling thing that like people would see like the zoom show people would see me first with the mustache and then it would like pan out and you'd see these children like what's he done with those kids (laughs) it's a tough look (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's tough to pull off but you were in the berkshires i don't i'm still not sure i I double checked if i was saying it right i'm still not sure the berkshires in massachusetts i am in what you described on instagram as just a ton of animals Yes. Yeah, so we moved here from New York in January. Timed that right. I know, right? (laughs) Well, I moved here in January. My partner moved here March 1st, so like he timed it perfectly because he left, I think, days before the city got shut down. Yeah, that was a buzzer beater. Yeah, and so we, we moved up here and we 
I have some land and there's it's just animals everywhere. And because I'm an animal nerd, I have named them all and tried to develop relationships with all of them to varying degrees of success. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I, I, I was so caught up in introducing the fact that of how much we love uh, true crime bullshit that I neglected to mention what I saw in your LinkedIn, which is that you have a you either you studied zoology and biology? I did. I did not finish Ooh. because I was young, dumb, and irresponsible, but I made it three and a half way, three and a half years through my degree. <laughs> it took me 12 years to graduate from college, and I used to, to play that game of like, yeah, I studied political science. <laughs> so you uh, got a degree? I, I studied it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you graduated from an Ivy League school to tell dick jokes. Yeah. So yeah. we love that. We love that. Making Wait, but what were you going to do, Josh, with the zoology slash biology degree? Do you know? Well, so that was the question that really interfered with my... Uh, Motivation to graduate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was going to school in San Francisco and working my way through and making pretty good money as a paralegal and kind of had this come to Jesus moment where I was like, what am I going to do? Like quit my job, do field research, and like rent an apartment in San Francisco with 42 roommates for the rest of my life. Uh, so, yeah, I decided yeah. to follow the money, which uh, maybe I regret. No, <laughs> no way. No way. So smart. So what was a young animal nerd's life like? Did you grow up with a ton of pets? Not a ton. I So I grew up, my parents were and still are wildly irresponsible people. So we have just a <laughs> nice. long line of pets that went quote unquote missing. Um, well, they just they just told you that they went missing. Most of our guest pets go to the farm, quote unquote. Wait a second. Yeah. Your parents are the Israel Keys of <laughs> they uh, are of pet owners. <laughs> yes, basically. Uh, so for our listeners that don't know, uh, the thing that is so effing creepy about Israel Keys is that he just disappeared people. That was what his his real calling card was, was just they, nobody saw you ever again. And apparently, your parents did the same thing to a young Josh Hallmark, which might explain your fascination. I think so. I think now I don't have to go to therapy anymore. We've had a breakthrough. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, so we, we started with a bird that disappeared. There are rumors that my mother accidentally vacuumed the bird, like with the hose attachment. Um, after the bird, we got a dog. It's the only Wait, pet. I, if we could put a pin in that for a second. Uh, <laughs> how did these rumors and rumblings start around the Hallmark household? Well, it started uh, during the divorce where my dad was very bitter. And somehow in the grumblings of my mother's multiple flaws, it was also, and she killed my bird with the vacuum. Oh, <laughs> so it was your dad's bird? Oh, yes. Dad. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm glad I asked the question. Wait, do you believe it? <laughs> what do you think is true? Ooh. Have you investigated? <laughs> I have, I've had my own experiences where my mother later in life was left in charge of animals. And when I returned home, those animals were dead. So I would not put it past her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is there suction marks? <laughs> okay. So the bird. And there was and then a dog. He, there was a dog, yeah. And then we had a dog who we had um, up until the divorce. And that dog went to live on a farm. But like actually, like I went to the farm to visit the dog. So it, may, it lived a long life. <laughs> Can confirm. Can confirm. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we had a horse, and un unclear a what horse. happened to that horse. Yeah, we had it for a year and a half, and then we just stopped going to visit it. So there are some theories. <laughs> it could have died. It could have been repossessed. It, who knows? <laughs> Horses can live, like, into their 30s. So um, a year and a half is not a long time you, to have a horse. Wait, I, first of all, I didn't what? know that. Yeah. But more importantly, I didn't know that there was a repo man for horses. Oh, for sure. That's a thing? That's the family rumor is that my mother stopped paying the horse payment. Is that a thing? For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. What for do you, sure. What do you think the monthly is? I mean, the glue is? factory is not a saying for nothing. Right. I mean, people send, and there's horse slaughter, and then there's all these talks of like horse slaughter and horse meat and all stuff. I mean, horses are ab like abused so like badly. Yeah, I just never thought of like a repo man coming like you had him on. <sighs> You yeah, know. they can and, get and they can get money for those parts. What do you think horse payments go for? I was wondering mean? the same thing. Yeah, what is like a monthly horse payment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I think it depends on the horse. I mean, you can talk. 
I mean, yeah, it depends on the horse. Like just what, what crazy different experiences kids and parents have. Like, you're like, you're like, oh my gosh, we have a horse. And your dad's sitting there like, I got 30 payments left on that horse. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if Animal Planet is listening, like this is the TV show we need right now. Like animal repossessors or like just trained animal repo men going into homes. And I'm into it. This is definitely worth Googling once we... Get off, yeah. Yeah, sure. I think it'd be it'd be pretty trailer. I'm making the pitch deck in my head right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So so the, so the horse gets repossessed or just ran off uh, with the or Amish. went to the glue factory. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and then after that, we had a cat. Thought smaller. Yeah, and you'll see the common thread is my mother because this was post divorce. <laughs> we got a cat. Had the cat for like two months. She said the cat disappeared, um, and, but then later we were going to pay rent, and the landlady had the cat, and I was like, isn't that our cat? And she was like, shh, turns out we weren't supposed to have the cat. <laughs> I don't know how the landlady came to get it, but at least it was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that gives me hope, though. There's a happy ending, I suppose. <laughs> we got a dog, had that for two and a half years, came home from school one day, it was gone. Um <laughs> And later found out that my stepdad tied it to a fence in front of the ASPCA while it was at school. Um, And then the frogs were the ones where I went on a trip for school and came back and they had all died. (laughs) Because and unclear why they died. Um, And then after that I moved out and it's been successful with pets ever since. We'll take your word for it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we definitely have a a common thread of uh, <laughs> probably not Josh's fault that all these animals went missing and mysteriously did, died. Did the missing pets help precipitate your move out? How old were you when you moved out? Uh, Seventeen. I, yeah, I was. It was. I mean, the pets were part of it. It was. You know. Yeah. If you look at yeah. the fact that my mother could not sustain an animal relationship for two years, <laughs> that might paint a broader picture <laughs> of what the household was like. <laughs> Buddy, I'm just grateful that you made it, you know? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> there's no guarantees. There's there's a murdered horse in that story. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's easier to disappear a horse than a child, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get into the animals that you personally had as soon as we get back from this quick break. we're back. So when did you start getting pets of your own? Uh, so I guess I got my first adult dog, or my first adult pet was when I was 22. I got a basset hound named oh. Buckley. Buckley. Okay. Yeah. I heard ugly for a second. I heard no. ugly for well, a second too. <laughs> she developed a nickname, which is what people know her by. Uh, one day I was taking her for a walk and a little boy saw her peeing and screamed to his dad, that dog's lady flaps drag on the ground when she pees. <laughs> And she just became <laughs> lady, lady flaps, flaps. thereafter. <laughs> what, wait, and I assume he was talking about her ears, or she no, just had. I think I'd, she had no, crazy, no. crazy lady curtains. <laughs> yeah, it was labial, <laughs> labial. <laughs> Way to get scientific. <laughs> wait, so like. Basset hounds are the droopiest of dogs. Yeah. It makes sense. I suppose they'd have d- droopy, droopy veg meat. <laughs> Is that a thing? I mean, I think if they're not spayed, especially. Was she spayed? She was spayed. Um, but just a lot of flaps generally. The thing that most <laughs> yeah. people don't know about basset hounds is you have to put baby powder in all their flaps or else they get really stinky. So the name worked for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Well, skin folds can do that. That's kind of yeah. like when I when I watch my 600-pound life, which I love so much. And Horrendous show. Yes. <laughs> Thousand-pound sisters, on the other hand, is a <laughs> program. Because there's two of them. That's yeah. why it's fun. Right. right. Yeah. Anyway, skin folds. Uh, yeah, skin fold dermatitis is definitely a thing, for sure. Okay, so the lady flaps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Were you in San Francisco at the time with her? Yeah, so she actually was like the most traveled dog ever because she she and I moved from San Francisco to Portland, back to San Francisco, then to Seattle. Uh, so she lived all across the West Coast. Aww. Okay, and you guys were members of Antifa together there? We were, yeah. Great, good, <laughs> yeah. good, 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 good. All right, and, and how long did you have her for? Uh, oh gosh, I adopted her when she was three and she passed when she was 11, so eight Aww. years. Oh, well, 11 is a good age. I mean, that's all we can hope for is that they live as long and as happy as possible. Rest in peace, Lady Flaps. In your head, did the nickname take over the real name? Like when you think of her, do you think, oh, Buckley, or do you think, oh, Lady Flaps? A hundred percent Lady Flaps. Everyone knew her as Lady Flaps. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great name. Uh, And then how long did it take you before you got something else? Well, then I I became a step-parent to two cats, Uh, like, because I was dating my partner when Lady Flaps left, and then uh, we moved in together a few years later, and I inherited his two cats. Okay. I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cats are wonderful. We don't discriminate against No, it, it has been, it's been much discussed on this podcast, but uh, Lisa waited until like five days after I moved in with her after my lease ran out and we were in a 400 square foot studio. And then by the way, Jack is coming and Jack was a cat so that we now had two people, a grown ass Rhodesian Ridgeback and a cat that walked on my face in a 400 square foot apartment. What's better? (laughs) (laughs) He was the best cat. Rest in peace, Jack. Rest in peace, homie. I will give him that. He was a, he was was a good little fella. Maybe we should invest him. I mean, he disappeared six months after he moved in, so. Mm, (laughs) Your friend killed him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I seen it. (laughs) No, we, you, we humanely euthanized him at home. Yeah. Which is the thing that uh, we should do for everyone. So do you still have those cats together? We have one. One passed about a year ago, and we also oh. euthanized her at home. It was devastating. I it Actually, I'm a dog person. I inherited <laughs> these cats somewhat begrudgingly, but fell in love with them. And I, like, it was the first animal death where I was like sobbing for like months on end. So, Aww. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm not not Lady Flaps? Lady Flaps, and like I loved her. We had a complicated relationship. She was very difficult. Uh, and stubborn Uh, Mm -hmm. and like I loved her because she was with me for a very long time but I also just think like there was a lot going on in my life at that time so it was easier to kind of just you know find other things to focus on yeah but how nice is at home euthanasia if you have to Oh my gosh. You have to say goodbye. It's such a difference, right? It's because when we said goodbye to Lady Flaps, we took her in, and even just like she's scared being in the car and she's in a weird place. And I just kept thinking, like, oh, she's dying in a place where she's terrified. Um, And this really has gotten dark. (laughs) (laughs) Is this dark? See, I think that actually, I think this is a gift that we have to give. This is a gift that I have to give. You know, doing at home euthanasia is such a gift. Because just like you said, you know, going. To the vet, I mean, it's, I mean, I didn't even want to take, you know, my pet to the vet and my pets like are so used to it, you know? So, um, it's really a gift that we have to give. I, yeah. I think well, and also- I know like how much you've put people at ease, just like it, you showing up and being nice and being cool and giving them their, yeah. their time and their spaces. It's yeah, really it's sweet. really, I mean, there's so much, I mean, stigma around like death and being with the body and being at home with it and all that stuff, which is like a whole nother podcast, I think. But, um, and especially animals. I mean, there, there's there been research that shows that we grieve them more than humans sometimes. So, yeah. um, because they're nothing but pure love. And um, I always say sometimes we suffer so they don't have to. That's sort of my take on euthanasia so well like as far as death can be it was a really lovely experience especially because she had her sister like who actually was her sister from her litter got to like be there to say goodbye to her as opposed to like we're taking Sophia to the vet and she's never coming back so yeah nice yeah exactly they get to say their own goodbyes I mean Mm -hmm. you know we don't really know but I like to think that it is helpful for them and I, I definitely see pets grieve you know I think in my experience I've seen it so I think it Exactly, as as an amazing of an experience as, as you can make it be. You did that for her, and I thank you for that. But let's take it actually dark. Um, <laughs> are you one of these people that's just always been interested in serial killers, or did Israel Keys just you know light a fire inside you to investigate more? Uh, I guess both. So I, I grew up in the 80s in the Bay Area, so right on the heels of yeah. Zodiac and Leonard Lake and Charles Ng and 
Edmund Kemper, and it was just very much part of the culture of media at the time. Uh, so, and then you've got like America's Most Wanted and Rescue 911, and all these shows kind of hit prime time as I was growing up. So I think it's always been part of like my zeitgeist, and mm-hmm. uh, just like psychologically, I've been fascinated by it. Like, you know, what makes someone decide they're going to kill people, and uh, so it's always been interesting to me. And we used to like. When I lived in Portland in my 20s, we would have, like, hushed conversations in the back of bars about, like, serial killers. And now that's not a thing anymore because it's just something we talk about very freely. Yeah. But then Keyes was from Seattle. And before the rest of the world knew about him, uh, there were whisperings about him in Washington State because they were investigating him there. And I just thought from a storytelling perspective, it was unique for true crime because we knew who the killer was but not who the victims were. Yeah. And also that, like— he had been arrested, interrogated, and killed himself before anyone even knew he existed. Like, that was a really interesting component. How exactly did it happen that, I don't have the, the terms at the tip of my tongue, that, that the information didn't get out because he wanted to protect his daughter from knowing all the details? Yeah, so he said that he would continue giving details about his crimes to the FBI as long as they did not leak his name to the press because he wanted to protect his family. Right. That worked for like a year. There was one minor slip-up where he got really upset. Uh, but for the most part, no one and still to this day, not many people know who he is, which is crazy because he's this modern-day prolific serial killer who was traveling the entire country. It wasn't just like a local serial killer. What I love about the podcast, too, so much that drew me in immediately was like you have this gold mine of an archive of his actual tapes, right? Of his actual, like him actually speaking to investigators and stuff, yeah. which I think is just so chilling. Oh, Every time you laugh. hear it, oh, so oh, chilling. Fuck that guy. His oh, laugh. Yeah. Oh, I hate it so yeah. much. Literally so every time he laughs in in one of your episodes, I, Lisa hears me say, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. Well, and it's funny because I've spent so much time listening to those tapes. Like, at a certain point, I can divorce myself from who he is and what he's done. And you're just, you're like listening and you're trying to find information about what he, what his crimes are. And then he'll laugh and you're, it's so bone chilling. Yeah. So was your apartment or house, whatever you're living in at, like while you were getting ready to, you know, to record, was it like one big diagram board? Like, were you like trying to solve the murders? Like, did, did you look like a fed inside of your place the way that you're investigating? Yeah. I mean, I looked like a lunatic. For sure. <laughs> Beautiful mind style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a giant map with like post-it notes all over it. And then it, it was on our dining room table and we would eat on the map every night because it took up all the table space. And eventually it, I just pinned it to our dining room wall, which is, it's in a, you know, a brownstone. Now I want to know more about your partner, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so does he do anything murdery? No, no, not at all. And he cannot get into it. Um, it like he's really? very happy, but he uh, that we're I'm doing it, but he's like not interested even remotely. Funny. Wow. How interesting. So you do or do not have a pretty good general knowledge of other serial killers. I have a fair one. I, I guess there are certain stories that are more interesting to me than others. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's this conception that, like, all true crime people know everything and people will be like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I know nothing about that case. I'm sorry. Well, because this is We Don't Deserve Dogs podcast, I have prepared for you a game that we have played before. But this is a game of cat guy or dog guy serial killer edition. Uh, I'm going to give you the name of some of history's most evil people, and you'll tell me if they were cat guys or dog guys. Josh Hallmark, do you accept? I do, but I have so many <laughs> questions. Is, is this like, a, you just want my opinion, or is there a right answer? Um, there's a right answer by way of a barely surface deep Googling I did about it, and also trusting Reddit. Okay. <laughs> Those are very valuable resources. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) So there, I mean, there's some caveats. Okay. Killer one, Jeffrey Dahmer, cat guy or dog guy? Oh, 
Um, I'm going to say dog guy. That is correct. Uh, wow. He, yes. He, Whoa. Instincts are strong. Killer instincts are strong. <laughs> he may dog. have been a mass murderer and cannibal, but he loved his childhood dog, Frisky, oh. who appeared to be a spaniel of sorts. In fact, that was one of the only pictures that he took with him to his college dorm. He did have a penchant for dissecting roadkill and a taste for human flesh, but he loved his dog. Wait, hold on. This goes against everything that we are supposed to think about. No, I can't think about a serial killer loving his dog. Well, we're going to delete that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, wait. Wait, Josh, what do you think of that? I mean, Keys had and loved dogs. That's right. Yeah. I remember. But didn't he also kill one? Wasn't there also one? No, he killed a cat. He killed a cat, right? Which I guess is very on brand for this podcast. Uh, Lover (laughs) of dogs, killer of cats. (laughs) No, 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 no. We're not anti-cat except me. But uh, (laughs) Gary Ridgway, a.k.a. the Green River Killer, is he a dog guy or cat guy? He seems like a cat guy. He was, in fact, a dog guy. Yes. He pled guilty to the gruesome murders of 48 women, but darned if he didn't like his cute little doggies. Uh, (laughs) He had a pair of white mini poodles that were real cutie patooties. And there's one picture of old Gary in a silk robe doing a Burt Reynolds pose with his dogs. There's another picture of him holding his dogs in a pair of jean shorts that are very short with a dress belt and a t-shirt tucked in. I make a motion that every single person that tucks a t-shirt into a pair of shorts with a dress belt be put on a list. Okay. <laughs> there are two uh, reactions to that. One is, that's something I didn't need to know existed. And then the other are the people who are like feverishly Google image searching for these two photos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to send them to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you spent a bit of time in fashion also, did you not? Do you, I did. Uh, would you concur with the jean shorts, dressed belt, and tucked in t-shirt as a uh, some kind of warning sign? Oh, yeah, for sure. Everything about that is nightmarish and screams serial killer. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> you would have to be the hippest of gays to bring that look back, to somehow pull that off. <laughs> like, you're wearing a cape in the fall if you're doing that in the summer, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, question three. Ivan Milat, the Australian serial killer. Ivan Milat. Oh, he was the backpacker, so I'm going to say dog again. <sighs> Buddy, you are oh, striking no. out here. Yeah, you're <laughs> one for three right now. Uh, he was a cat guy. Australia's most notorious serial killer who preyed upon backpackers was the country's most hated man. He killed seven people, but he had a cat named Gizmo. Oh. Wait, but how did he take the cat with him? Uh, he was- no, he wasn't like on the road with Gizmo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Oh, that would have definitely been a red flag if there was a guy in the mountains with a cat on, on a leash. leash? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apprehend him. Okay. John Wayne Gacy. I'm going to go... Oh. Like, I feel like if he had a dog, it's going to sniff around and find those bodies. So, cat. <laughs> Man, you guys buddy. are killing me. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> One for four right now. Uh, yes. It, well, if, first of all, if anybody doesn't know who John Wayne Gacy is and is tired of being comfortable around clowns, highly recommend that you Google John Wayne Gacy clown. He had two dogs during his preteen years. The second of these was a spaniel called Prince. As with many of his contemporaries, Gacy wept copiously upon the death of both dogs and yet showed no emotion to any of his victims. John Wayne Gacy, dog guy. Wow. And he wept. And he wept. Wow. Yeah. This did take a turn. I mean, I guess there is that thing of like how, you know, there's still people, right? I mean, I think you touch on that a little, Josh, right? Like yeah. like Israel like had a daughter, right? He cared about his daughter. Like it's so hard to fathom people. The most heartless hard, bastard. Yeah, it's hard to fathom, to, to reconcile the two. It's almost like it was as hard as to reconcile like Borat in the role of the spy. <laughs> that, but he did an incredible job. He did the most amazing job. That Babe, was an that incredible. Was, that was a phenomenal. <laughs> it took you a minute to think about it. Those are, the, those are the two things that I've had the toughest time reconciling in life right now. That so. was that, that was what that, that was the two things Lisa had up on her murder board that she just couldn't connect, yeah. and then finally she just got that red string <laughs> and went Borat and the spy. Yeah. Do you wait, but Josh? Can you reconcile that? Like, does that? How does that make you feel? Um, 
I can't. I guess I like I haven't given it a lot of attention. I know Kelly also had a bunch of dogs and some very well-fed pigs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's just a like lack of empathy. I don't know. Or maybe it's like yeah. the narcissism of having an animal love you. I mean, I guess what's hard for me is like there's like things that are likable about them, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are things that are actually likable about them, even though they're such abhorrent people. That's yeah. the hard part. You well, want to just hate everything about them, but it's like not possible. Right. Sometimes. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. final question. Okay. Adolf Hitler. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of my people. <laughs> okay. Uh, Adolf Hitler. Cat guy, dog guy, Josh. Oh, cat guy for sure. Would you like to reconsider? Dog guy for sure. <laughs> that is correct. You pulled it out. You pulled it out of your the ass. first and the last. I like you even mouthed the answer to me, and I still could not stop myself <laughs> from losing. <laughs> <laughs> Must touch stove. <laughs> uh, yes, not surprisingly, old Adolf was a bit of a, uh, a purebred guy. You know, mm-hmm. wasn't into the mutts that right. one. Yeah, uh, he liked he liked the German, German shepherd, yeah, and he course. liked it pure. Um, <laughs> and in uh, this, actually, I think we'll we'll put a nice bow on your problem of uh, trying to reconcile how these people could have pets and also be themselves. In the most Hitlery thing ever, when he was contemplating his own suicide, he ordered an SS officer to test a cyanide pill on his dog, Blondie, and it worked like a charm. <laughs> I didn't say he was a good dog dad. Right. No. I, I don't think he would have referred to himself as a dog dad. I think he was more <laughs> of a master type. Yeah, I think so too. And that reminds me, I mean, we still get people who will request that their dogs be euthanized and be buried with them, even though they're perfectly healthy. So, I mean, I don't know any veterinarian in their right mind who would or should do that, but it doesn't mean we don't get requests for it. Lisa has a lot of pharaohs as as her clients. (laughs) 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 And I just want to say, I was convinced Hitler had a cat, and so I just did a quick Google kitten Hitler (laughs) <laughs> Turns out I was mistaken. There's a film called A Kitten for Hitler, and then also recently a cat that looked like Hitler who could not get adopted. So I, I think, <laughs> I, think I saw that. It had a little <laughs> Oh, didn't it look like a dick or something? I don't, wasn't there? there no, there's no, another there's, cat there's that had a dick been a, on it. Yeah, there's right, definitely yeah. been a cat okay. with cock and balls. Okay. But, okay, well, that was a fun little game. Uh, you didn't do great, Josh. No. <laughs> you didn't do great. I, I kind of feel good that I didn't do great. Because what would it say about me if I just like instinctually knew what serial killer animal preferences were? So with that being said, you definitely deserve dogs and cats. Um, No, that was not the the stakes of that. Well, that's that's not the stakes of that. (laughs) I don't know my own podcast. How many times have we done? This is like episode 38. (laughs) And you don't know that we close with that? I just, Josh deserves dogs. That's all. That's all I can say. such such a a fan. Such a good thing. You're pretty. So, Josh, you have one cat now. Is that is that the crew? Is that the roster? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we have Beatrice who lives indoors, but we have you know all of our backyard friends who who, we, who you've named. We've named, and we had a interesting development with a possum last week. Walk us through it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we felt like lunatics, and I feel like you will understand this, but uh-huh. we have sure. a trail cam under our shed uh, that just we keep track of all of our friends. We've got skunks, rabbits, possums, a groundhog who hangs out in our Adirondack chairs every day. <laughs> I saw the, the the groundhog on the chair. So Very cute. funny. Yep. But this possum, Geraldine, we had we loved because we live in the Berkshires. <laughs> There's Lyme disease everywhere. They eat ticks. And we were like waiting patiently for a possum. She came, yeah. adorable. And then we noticed she wasn't around. She wasn't on the camera for a few days. And my partner was riding his bike from somewhere and was like, there's a, a possum that's dead on our neighbor's lawn. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, is it Geraldine? And he goes, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know Geraldine's markings as well as you do. So, <laughs> Markings? You know Geraldine's markings? Yes. <laughs> oh, that zoology background. <laughs> uh, so I, we know none of our neighbors. We moved in right when quarantine started. We also are in a rural area, so you kind of have to like walk a little bit to get to the neighbor's house. And the possum— So you don't know, you don't know your neighbors, but you have named your skunks. 
Correct. We know <laughs> okay. those neighbors. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> so the possum is like not even on the road. It's it's pretty deep into this neighbor's front yard, and I'm trying to like eye it without anybody noticing. And I'm like, oh, it looks like Geraldine. So I I go home, Aww. and we're talking late at night, and I go, no, it was it was definitely Geraldine. And he was like, what if, what if she has babies in her pouch? And I go, oh. So we do some googling and find out like. Animal control saves tens of thousands of possum babies a year from the pouches of their dead mothers, and we're panicked because it's midnight. And we can't get animal control out, and they can only live so long in the pouch, and we're like, what do we do? And so we we get on headlamps and sneak into the neighbor's front yard in the middle of the night and are, like, manhandling this dead possum. And we live— Oh, so she was dead. Oh, because they can yeah. play dead. They can play dead yeah, for, I, like, I, up to three hours. But yeah. after three hours, that's— I thought for sure she was she yeah. was playing oh, possum okay. on you. Yeah, no, she she was passed. Um, oh, okay. And we're on a highway, so dr- cars are, like, driving past while we're, in like, looking like— I don't know, robbers. In, in my head, you have, like, shoe polish under your eyes so that it doesn't reflect <laughs> back. I mean, basically. And so we're, like, trying to quickly manhandle the possum before the neighbors see us in their front yard, and that's how we introduce ourselves as your new neighbors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and w- at which point it would look like you killed the possum. Exactly. <laughs> or we're, like, taking it home to eat it. And then they find out what you do for a living. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so... It turns out that um, it was not pregnant because Geraldine, it was actually Gerald. Boy. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the, we quickly like ran back. We There's a little stream dividing our properties, like ran through the woods across the stream and like threw our plastic gloves like into the uh, front yard. And we're like, we'll deal with them later and just ran inside. And, <laughs> and then Gerald, Geraldine showed up on the trail cam two days later. <laughs> Oh, wait, so it wasn't even the right possum. Wrong possum. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you're just doing good for possums everywhere, though. I mean, you're exactly. trying. I-, I thought you were going to go full Israel Keys and be like, and we threw the uh, we threw the gloves in a burn barrel mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of our clothes, and we went inside. Threw the possum in a kill kit, buried it. <laughs> right. I think you With should take this to the weapons. next level. You know, you can become a wildlife rehabber. That's what we were thinking about because we have— yeah. all- all this acreage, and I'm, you know, yeah. kind of know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, maybe I could help facilitate this. I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna push for this. I was I think hoping you would be the best. Yeah, I think you would be. I was hoping that you were that it was going to be, it was going to be Geraldine because I want to know what the inside of a marsupial pouch feels like. That doesn't sound serial killery. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, what is it like in there? I'm sure it's, it's warm. I actually know because we went to <laughs> a kangaroo. We went to a kangaroo ranch in Washington for my birthday a few years ago, and uh-huh. the man who owned it is the creepiest human being I've ever encountered, oh and he God. had us all come in. It's like the hottest day of the year, and before we go out to the ranch, he like has a, an educational program, and like literally, this is not like an institution. This is just a creepy man who owns a bunch of kangaroos and lives <laughs> in the woods. And yeah, so it's Larry's kangaroo shack or something. Basically. Yeah. And he bought <laughs> the land around his property so that from above his property is shaped like a kangaroo. Oh my God. No way. <laughs> That's next level. And so we're in this little seminar that he threw together with like a PowerPoint. And all of a sudden he like screams like Janice and a, a wallaby comes hopping in. Sure. And he's like, do you want to see the inside? Do you want to see the inside of Janice? And we're like, what? <laughs> it's got to be a better way to say that. <laughs> and, and sure enough, he like pulls down her pouch as much as he can and like shoves his fingers in there and like is like, look, look, look. And we were like, oh, no, we don't want to see this. Um, so, yeah, it's warm and gooey and inappropriate. <laughs> It, it, it is. It is like a. It, it feels like a like a down there. It's. I mean, it's, I did not put my finger in the kangaroo. I <laughs> but I got a general sense from the like quick 
you know, 30 second look I got before I was disgusted by the entire experience. It's basically their womb. I mean, it is their womb. It's like they live in the womb on the outside. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, also there's part of me that's that's biting my tongue because we don't know each other that well, Josh, that I wanted to know if you would have any frame of reference. uh, for. It had been been ages, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I asked. (laughs) I don't know that memory would have served me well in that. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's like falling off a bike. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, who else is in your squad, man? Um, in my animal squad, so we've yeah. got we've got Samson the skunk. We've got two new baby red squirrels who just showed up: uh, Scooter and Elise. We have <laughs> Frank the woodchuck. We have Geraldine. We have a new deer who we haven't named yet because we haven't we don't know her well enough yet. Um, TBD. Yeah, they, but deers do carry all the tick-borne disease. So I, know, just the, I know. Every question on my boards was what disease? What disease? Always the white-tailed deer. Yeah. Always. So, just uh, they are pretty, but yeah. What do you think about bringing in another pet into the house anytime soon? Well, so we we want to, but Beatrice. Um, is 14 and oh. we kind of feel like we just we don't want her to feel like she's being replaced or yeah. you know like she has to deal with some animal especially after her sister died so we just want to like give her um, yeah. her best sunset years is she healthy has she had any yeah she just got a clean bill of health like a month ago oh great and have you found a vet there that you like oh yeah and it's it's literally next door or it's two doors down it's next to the possum murder scene um (laughs) (laughs) yeah no she's she's great and she after being cooped up in like city apartments for years is finally able to like go outside and she's like chasing chipmunks and just loving life but you're she's gonna have another 10 years then yeah. I mean, or live forever. I think live forever. I'm gonna I go think live one. forever. Yeah. Do you have any veterinary questions? Or, I mean, she's good. Sounds like she's riding it out. Yeah, I think she's fine. We, um, and my, my partner is a um, has, like, Munchausen by proxy with the cat. So she is, like, the most <laughs> attended to cat ever. <laughs> but, like, in a good way. I guess it's more, like, hypochondria by proxy. Because he's, Got like, it. doing things to the cat. Well, he's give just, him my number. I Feel will. <laughs> <laughs> You'll regret that. <laughs> Uh, so, Josh, to better get to know your beloved Beatrice, we have a personality test to go through. Oh, amazing. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Since it is the cat edition, I will first start with Grammability. How's she doing on the gram? Oh, on, on Instagram? Yeah, on a one through ten. Oh, I would say she's like an eight and a half. Um, Ooh, she she has people... People know her by name. They request photos of her. So I feel like that's like she doesn't have her own account because I just will never be that person. But (laughs) she she has a lot of um, FaceTime on my Instagram and people ask about her. And she even appeared in two of True Crime Bullshit's commercials. So I think like she has her own level of fame. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, On the Kinsey scale, one being the gayest, 10 being the straightest, where does she fall? Oh, I mean, she's asexual. She's a zero. She's a cat. I don't think anybody's ever. Cats are asexual and see ghosts. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you think she sees ghosts? Because cats see ghosts, right? I think she could see ghosts. Yeah, I think so. Cats do. Okay. I just found out a former guest of the show and former CIA agent uh, Jessica Brodkin sees ghosts. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. We like her for being weird. Uh Uh, Emotional intelligence, one through ten. Oh, I'd put her at like an eight. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she understands when we're upset, and she also seems to be very in touch with her own feelings. Uh, She's very sensitive. Can she manipulate you? Oh, for sure. Uh, especially my partner. Like, she, he will do anything for this cat. Uh, and she's very good at tugging his little strings. <laughs> uh, problem solving. Not great. I, I would put her at, like, a three. Other than, like, meowing at us uh, incessantly, she's not really great at figuring, like, solving her own life problems. Which brings us to street smarts. Oh, um... <laughs> I, I like five, I guess. Okay, middle of the road. Yeah. I mean, she can be outside, right? Uh, well, she's just learning how to be. She usually won't wander off without us, um, so she That's just kind of follows us around the yard. She wandered off the other day. 
We were panicked. We just found her sitting <laughs> below the little window seat that she sits in when she's inside. So that felt like, <laughs> okay, you're familiar with this area, so you return to it. <laughs> yeah, you're inside, outside. <laughs> yeah. Special skills. Does she have any particularly unique skills? One through ten. What does she got? Hmm. She's a squeaker, uh, which I think is a great <laughs> skill for a cat. She doesn't really meow. She just makes little like like beaker type squeaking noises. I think we need video. We need video of that. I think we <laughs> can get request. some. Um, <laughs> and then I feel like I now now I feel like a terrible parent because it's like, what's your kid good at? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like when we we watched the uh, the Lance Armstrong documentary yesterday on uh, ESPN Thirty for Thirty, it's great. Mm. But uh, you know, it's it's very much him putting forward his side of the story and presenting him the way he wants to be seen. And he just so happens to, while they're filming, go to one of his son's football games. At, like you know, like right before the game, he gives the the squad a pep talk, and uh, he's like. You know, and uh, love you guys, especially uh, love to watch uh, the hard work number 48 over there. He like winks at his son. And then afterwards, his son is like, hey, dad, I'm, I'm number 35. <laughs> 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 and it's like, I think it's just like, it, it was really subtle, but it was just such a perfect thing to include. <laughs> like, like, dude, you, are, you know you are massively obsessed with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I had to look up Beatrice. I'm looking at her now. She, oh, my God. She's so cute. Wait, is she Siamese? Yeah, she's... Um, I forget the exact... I knew you were, I was, knew you were going there. Racist. <laughs> she's Thai. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I thought it was conjoined was the term. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Only in that movie. What was it? Lady in the Tramp? Yeah. Yeah. Josh was answering the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I cut you off, Josh. But yes, yeah, she is Siamese. Uh, she's like a long-haired <laughs> Siamese or something, or she has Siamese in here. It's wow, not cool. Clear. She's so pretty. She almost looks Abyssinian. In Abyssinian, I, I got nothing too. That. Oh, she's beautiful. She is beautiful. We love cat. her. We need video yes. of her squeaking. Um, okay. Two final characteristics that we need to establish: uh, How is she a cock blocking? Oh, phenomenal. Right. <laughs> yeah, like she just seems to know when thing when it's time to like get into a place that she shouldn't be in order to make <laughs> things uncomfortable. Uh, like it's that might be her talent to like sniff out sex like as it's about to happen and then show up. And f- from what I understand, your partner is probably like, okay, whatever you want, Beatrice, Basically, right? yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like me with my dog. Yeah. Yep. I don't resent it at all, Josh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and final question that we ask everybody that's a cat owner, but it could not be any more perfect for one Josh Hallmark than likelihood she's a serial killer. Oh, very low. Um, super sensitive. A little afraid of everything that is not me or my partner. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she seems to just want to be friends even when she chases the chipmunks. Like, she... <laughs> Or, like, she caught a mouse once and didn't hurt it. She just was, like, staring at it as it, like, feared, like, like trembled in her paws. So I think she's a little <laughs> lover. That's hilarious. Do you have any questions for Dr. Lisa? Yeah, and you know, I do have I do have some maybe I don't I don't know if these are outside of your realm of normal conversation. Let's try it. We have gone back and forth about getting a donkey and or guinea fowl. And uh I've heard guinea fowl can be little monsters. Uh so I'm just curious what you would advise for owning either of these. My question to you first would be, how did you arrive at the binary choice of a donkey or guinea fowl? Does it have to do with ticks? Uh, he was interested in things eating ticks. So the guinea fowl, I think. Yeah. Do donkeys eat ticks? No, no the no, donkey no, no, has no. just been a lifelong dream no. to own a donkey. <laughs> then do you, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad he asked me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I defer. 
<laughs> no, I mean, that's that's a good answer. I am going to, I, I agree with you. I think they both can be a little bitchy, um, mm-hmm. but there are definitely ways to do it. And so I'm going to look into this with you with friends who have both and um, can give you a little more information. And then I think it's about finding the right ones and then like learning how to raise them and live with them. I think donkeys can be fantastic. Um, they can also be bitchy. So we got to yeah. just do it in the right way. So I'm going to look into this one and, and get back to you about that for sure. How do you get guinea fowl to stay on your property? That's what I've heard as a problem. Okay. But I mean, you're doing a, a service for the area either way because they eat so many ticks, right? But they also scream really loudly. <laughs> uh, like really? I highly recommend just doing a YouTube search. They're, they are obnoxious, um, but they just <laughs> scream all day long. So what makes you uh, want them? Because uh, uh, apparently they eat ticks more than any right. other animal. Right. But they I, also... See, I knew that. Yeah, see, that I was listen. a way, yeah. way to... No, way I mean, to, I knew that about Josh, though, yeah. that he was interested in. I like that. It was the, po- it was the possum that yeah. ate ticks that gave it away. But, right. <laughs> but also, guinea fowl have the added bonus that they always look like they're being sneaky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're always sneaking up on shit. Like, like there should be background music like doom, 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 But then they, because we're getting chickens, and you have to, I guess, keep them separately because <gasps> yes. they bully other birds. Oh, yeah, they probably they Wait, can. The chickens but, do, but also you no, want to protect the them fowl. from. Oh, yeah. Or I was going to say you want to protect the chickens from them, and you yeah. want to protect them from other animals overhead. Too. Yeah, for sure. Chickens need a lot of protection. Dude, but chickens are great. Congratulations. That's yeah, so exciting. Yeah, this is exciting, Josh. All this, this, this menagerie you've yeah. put together. He's getting ready for the zombie apocalypse. Fun fact, one of the first things that ran out uh, during the quarantine was uh, was chicks. You couldn't get chicks. Right. Because really? when times are tough, people yeah. want chickens for either the company, which I think is probably not the case no, it is the case. Chickens are great. Chickens are really sweet. You are going to love your chickens. Chickens can be amazing. They're getting pets them for the eggs and have uh, little personalities and be so cute and cuddly. Yeah. yeah, Josh, have you ever been to the uh, the Woodstock Farm Sanctuary? I have not, but my partner actually did a, a photo shoot there for a company he was working for. Was he a model or a photographer? He was a stager, so he was like building all the props and. Wrangling models. Okay, I was hoping we could find. I was hoping we could find some pictures of your partner lounging all over a, a goat pen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be super into it. Uh, we stayed there for my birthday, by the way. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was super fun. That was my my what? Your birthday? Our for our birthday. Our birthday for our birthday. This is yes. on the twenty first. Mine's on the twenty fourth. Send gifts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, Josh, you have been a phenomenal guest, uh, just uh, every bit of the guest that we thought you would be. And there's only one thing left to do, and that is to determine if you, Josh Hallmark, deserve dogs. And cats. And cats. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. So, by way of a quiz, that is how we're going to determine that. Are you ready, Josh? I am, but I I heard a rumor that I preemptively already won this. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's been deleted. Okay. Uh, okay. A lovely, teachable moment in South Park was when Stan realized that his dog was gay. He rejected the dog, and he ran off to join Big Gay Al on his Big Gay Animal Sanctuary. But Stan missed his good boy, and the whole town learned to accept gay animals. I'll give you that the name of the dog was Sparky, but who voiced Sparky? Was it George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, or Epstein didn't kill himself? Um, I mean, Epstein didn't kill himself. But oh. Correct. Correct. You've listened to the podcast. I'm going to go with George Clooney just based on, I don't know, gut maybe? Well, your gut is good. It was George Clooney. Yes, lessons were learned and wounds were healed by the end of the episode as South Parkers learned to practice love and tolerance for gay animals, but not gay people. But <laughs> but, but it was uh, it was it was voiced by that salt and pepper handsome bastard George Clooney himself. Wait, but also extra credit for Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah, right. He's got one and a half points. Ugh. 
Perfect. It's so good. Almost making up for that disaster of a cat guy dog guy game. <laughs> Which we're uh, thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> As a resident of the Berkshires in Massachusetts, you are no doubt aware of the area's most famous recovering heroin addict, James Taylor. Upon Googling James Taylor animals funny, that those exact terms, <laughs> on in, one encounters a music video called James Taylor's Wild Kingdom Number no. 2, featuring Ray and Ting. What kind of animals are featured in this video? Squirrel and cat? Cat and pug? Groundhog and chipmunk? Or two effing tigers? I mean, I desperately want it to be a groundhog and chipmunk, but I'm going <laughs> to go with, what was the first one? Squirrel and cat? Squirrel and cat. I'm going to go with squirrel and cat. No, I'm not going to go with squirrel uh. and cat. <laughs> it was cat and pug. Oh, uh, so close. Uh, yep, well, it, it's half. That makes up, like, the f- first question was, like, an extra bonus point, and now this was half. Right. Lisa, I can't help but to feel like you're trying to put your thumb yeah, on this scale. Just saying. Um, <laughs> I don't have was, to. He's doing it for me. It was a cat and pug. He had his <laughs> own. He has his own little Milo notice. So if you want to see a cat beating up a tubby pug set to music that the owner of the video has full license for, then James Taylor's Wild Kingdom is the web series oh for God, you. So funny. Okay, final question for all the marbles here, buddy. It's rare that we get into one of these situations where it's... it's He's looking right at you, Josh. You yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, actually, to be fair, I was looking at myself because I, I can only see his creepy... Yeah. <laughs> he refuses to... Yeah. I only see his silhouette that now yeah. that I think about it, looks like somebody in a window. Thanks, Josh. Uh <laughs> Looks like somebody. It's me behind you. (laughs) I hate you so much. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Question three for all the marbles. Because you studied zoology in San Francisco University, this question is made for you. The 2,000 animals at the San Francisco Zoo were all surprised this past April to get a visit by whom, despite the zoo being closed due to the novel coronavirus. First of all, have you heard about the quarantine, Josh? No, there's a quarantine? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, all fair, all fair. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. okay, but uh, who visited the animals? Was it Vice President Pence, who was there to pray for the bats to give us a cure? Was it President Trump to compare the size of his hands to the baby chimpanzees? Was it Joe Biden, who thought he was on a safari in Africa? Or was it the Easter Bunny? Um, well, I, first I want to say... Thank you for thinking I went to San Francisco University. I went to state school, <laughs> but I, I'll take it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Easter Bunny. That is correct. Yay! Yes. See, I knew it. The, the, the Easter Bunny visits the animals every single year, whether they're under a state-ordered quarantine or not. <laughs> uh, and the, with the press that they got, it helped to raise money for the $30,000 a day that it takes to feed all those hungry, wow. hungry hippos and the rest of the animals. But... <laughs> Wow. It turns out that Josh deserves dogs that, that, and cats I, 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 and all did, did the Did you hear me just have a stroke and forget yeah. the name of our show? <laughs> <laughs> turns out that Josh, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> well, me, me, me to you, Josh. Yeah, all, that's all the animals. That's a combination of all the animals. But man, you're the best. Thank you so much for uh, for the hours of entertainment that you've provided us, and uh, and putting a spotlight on some of the creepiest sons of bitches on the planet. Yeah. Uh, what else should people look for from you coming up soon? Um, a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got more Kelly Cochran. I just got the case file, so we probably got Ooh. at least six more episodes of her. Wow. And then I'm working on a secret keys project that I can't talk about, but you sh- should hopefully, if everything goes as planned, look uh, and not listen for that in the near Whoa. future. Winky, winky. <laughs> <laughs> and your Instagram is just at Josh Hallmark, right? Yeah, yeah. There's one for sh- the show too, but I, like, if I think the most enriching Instagram is just at Josh Hallmark. You can see all of our <laughs> animal friends. You don't want to promote the show Instagram? <laughs> There's yeah. one for the show, but... I don't really use it. I just go on there to be like, yay, we had 7 million downloads. And this is this is where the real life is happening is at Josh Hallmark. I love it. That's well, awesome, I just, um I just stalked Beatrice, so... And you guys know you can follow me. Everything is at Richie Redding. And uh, my new album, which is uh, very graciously 
obviously titled by myself number one album of the year is now streaming everywhere uh i'd prefer that you buy it but what i really care about is that you listen to it because i'm a comedian and i just want to make people laugh so stream it and uh enjoy it i'm at dr lisa lippman that's all i got Okay, that that was like an up thing. Up Lisa Lippman. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know where the break was. I was going to say DM was. me, but I just I decided against it. Only Josh's partner can DM me now. Yeah, <laughs> everybody DM Lisa. Yeah, just do it. Whatever. Why, why'd for you all do your, that to yourself? I don't, okay, I don't know. Josh, thank you so much, man. <laughs> thanks, yeah, guys. thanks for having Bye. me. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.